into the arms of Davis. And the superior team all season long was the superior team tonight. And the Kentucky coronation is complete. Champions 2012. Benny Snell needs five yards to break Sonny Collins' career rushing record. They give it to Benny. Straight ahead. Ten. Five. Touchdown. And a rushing record for Benny Snell Jr. of Kentucky. The All Out Kentucky Podcast. Welcome in to the All Out Kentucky Podcast. Your home for the Kentucky Wildcats basketball and football program. I am your host, AJ Bradley, and I am joined, as always, by my brother and co-host, Sam Bradley. Today, we will cover the bounce-back win for Kentucky over Mississippi State, and then we will preview the Wildcats' second matchup of the season with the Tennessee Volunteers. We start down in Starkville, though, where the Wildcats were able to walk away with a quad one victory, defeating the Mississippi State Bulldogs by a final score of 71 to 68. Going into this one, we had talked about the fact that the Bulldogs had been on quite the heater as of late. We knew that Kentucky had to dominate on the glass and have the ability to limit the amount of points in the paint in order to have a chance to win the game and cool off the Bulldogs. Well, Kentucky put on a clinic when it comes to rebounding as they win that battle 38-22 to and win the offensive rebounding battle by a score of 18-7. to Keeping the Bulldogs out of the paint proved to be a tougher challenge as UK ultimately allowed 32 total points in the paint and struggled at times to limit Tolu Smith as the big man ends with 22 points. Sam, I'd like to bring you in here and I have a couple couple questions for you here to get us started. First off being, how would you assess UK's performance in those specific two areas that we had outlined with the rebounding and points in the paint? Number two, What were the biggest contributors outside of those two areas in the Wildcats' victory? And then number three, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate the defensive performance and effort from the Kentucky Wildcats against Mississippi State? Yeah, thanks for bringing us in there, AJ. Uh, Coming to you live, actually, from the road as I'm heading south out of Chicago and into the Bluegrass State. I will be attending the uh, Kentucky Tennessee game this weekend, AJ, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. So, obviously, uh, you know, a huge opportunity and win for Kentucky Wildcats as they grab their second quad one win of the season. Um, we're on the cusp of maybe obtaining a third quad one win in Texas A&M, but they are just outside that quad one area. So, we will see how the next you know, couple of days and weeks unfold, but hopefully that gets bumped up to a quad one as well, AJ. But um, you know, when I assess the Kentucky Wildcats play on Saturday against the Mississippi State Bulldogs, I'm actually extremely pleased. And, and going back and reviewing the numbers and some of our play, AJ, we executed exactly what we thought, 
thought was going to be, you know, two of the most critical pieces for the Kentucky Wildcats to come out of Starkville with a WAJ. And like you said, that was rebounding and defending from the interior out to the perimeter. Overall, I know that Smith is able to kind of break us down low, and he obviously scores the substantial amount of the points in the paint. I believe, like you said, they finished with 32 points in the paint. EJ, he finishes with 20-plus. So uh, the majority of the points scored in the paint come from him. Um, You know, there was points in the game, especially late when they were able to go on a run where he was able to kind of almost get in the rhythm where there was nothing we could do to stop him. However, I, I thought the packages that we were going with AJ was was the right decisions by John Calipari and his staff because we were making them play through Smith and try to beat us on the perimeter, and, and they were unable to do that, AJ. I mean, when we talked about it in our preview, AJ, we knew that this team struggled to shoot the ball, and boy, did they ever. I mean, Shaquille Moore, AJ, a 28% three-point shooter traditionally for the entire year finishes the game one for seven dj jeffries a 27 percent three-point shooter finishes one for five mississippi state goes five for 12 in the first half and finishes six for 20 in the entirety of the game aj so you know don't get me wrong we packed in the paint we knew that these guys were going to have to outshoot us to be able to get this victory and we relied on that and Ultimately, that's a huge reason as to why the Kentucky Wildcats were able to walk out of there with a W. I mean, you know, points in the paint, like we said, packing it in was critical. And I think we did just enough of it in our on-ball defending of having the awareness to go under screens and know who's not a shooter and, and be able to give them those looks. They settled for a lot of jump shots, AJ, and obviously going 6-for-20 was just not enough to be able to overpower what Kentucky was able to find offensively. And that was what really impressed me against a top-five defense in the entire country, AJ. We we realistically, throughout the entirety of the game, were able to get the kind of looks that we wanted. I really liked you know some of the packages that we were able to go to offensively. Uh, and, you know, some, some big-time players made some big-time plays. I mean, I can't get out of this segment without having to bring up the play of Chris Livingston, AJ. I mean, that young man stepped up massively for the Kentucky Wildcats. And despite going over in the first half, all of his points were scored in the second half. And I mean, did we desperately need him? He, he didn't only do it though, AJ, by scoring, he was able to do it with rebounding the basketball, defending it at a high level and just showing energy plays. I mean, overall, AJ, I think the biggest thing that stood out to me, aside from what you were asking of rebounding and defending in the paint, the biggest thing that helped the Kentucky Wildcats win, and they keep talking about Cal and Oscar Sheepway and the rest of the, the team keeps talking about this word fight, AJ. You got you got to be able to fight. And the team that fights harder is going to be able to win. And, I'm not going to necessarily label it as fight, but I will say we showed an extreme level of toughness. And the toughness that we displayed down in Starksville, AJ, was the exact reason in that third category outside of rebounding and defending the interior was why we were able to come away with a victory. I mean, it was toughness because we were, we were willing to go through the punches that they threw, willing to 
fight through the adversity of the home crowd and the runs that they were able to go on here and there. I mean, we start that second half, AJ, and Mississippi State goes on a little bit of a run, and we're you know we find ourselves down by a handful of points. I think it was four or six points there, AJ, and ultimately the guys stayed level-headed, they showed toughness, and they continued to put plays together both defensively and offensively. And that's what really stood out to me, AJ, because we've been talking about that word all year. We've got to fight. And at some point, if you don't have the toughness to fight, you're never going to get these W's. And for a quad one win on the road, I know that we had an opportunity there to kind of bust this thing open, but you got to hand it to Mississippi State. They kept coming, and truthfully, they were able to knock down some shots, AJ, and they were able to obviously claw their way back into the game. But we never looked like a deer in headlights at any point in the game, AJ. They started going on their run. They started coming back, and no one panicked. I know we had a a very questionable play call with you know us running down the, the shot clock late in the game when we are up three, and it felt as though we could have gotten a better look. But I rewatched that play, AJ, and it, we had the action that we wanted. It, just the play didn't unfold the way we, you know, we expected, and that's okay. We were able to still fight through that, and we were able to, you know, execute down the stretch. And when I talk about that toughness, AJ, let's talk about Oscar Sheway. Everyone, including myself, was really hesitant when John Calipari decided to basically post him on that inbounds play twice in a row and show an ultimate level of confidence in our big star. And I know he goes three for four, but most critically, AJ, the latter of the the set of three throws, he goes two for two and he ices the game for us. And I mean, if that doesn't show what John Calipari thinks of his big man, I don't know what will. That was pretty incredible. And for Oscar to step up, be calm, cool, and collected and knock down those three free throws to basically leap the Kentucky Wildcats into another quad one victory. That was beautiful to me, AJ, because we've been talking about Oscar a lot lately on this podcast, and he's continuing to get it done in a variety of ways, and he's continuing to help this team in any facet they possibly can. And it's not always going to be his offensive productivity, AJ. But in this scenario, get to the free throw line and we escape with a must win. I mean, we talked about it. There was no other possibility that if the Kentucky Wildcats walked out of Starkville with a loss that we were going to feel warm and fuzzy with the five remaining games on our schedule. But all in all, AJ, a very critical win. And to answer your last question, you said on a scale of one to ten, uh, what would I assess? Sorry, you got to remind me here. The Cats' defensive performance. Yeah, so I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, gosh, AJ, I would probably put this up at a an 8.5. Because, truthfully, AJ, this was a Mississippi State team that was putting together wins by their defensive effort, and most critically, with the amount of steals that they force, they get out in transition and they really get quick baskets and they were able to, you know, beat their previous five or so opponents because of which I thought the Kentucky Wildcats did a very good job of ensuring that we do not let Mississippi state get out and run and beat us in transition and beat us with the turnovers. I know that they were still able to disrupt our rhythm at times and they were able to force a 
large amount of turnovers, AJ. However, the way that we played the defense, for me, it was at an elite level. We executed the game plan in which that we walked into Starkville with. And that's why I'm going to put it right up there with one of our better defensive performances that I've seen this year. And ultimately, you know, the, the, the shooting performance from Mississippi State and the rebounding effort all played into that defensive effort. And that's why we were able to go down often and get, you know, easy looks offensively. So all in all, I'd say 8.5. Would you say that this was a top-tier defensive effort from the Kentucky Wildcats? Or do you think still there's a lot of improvement left because obviously our defense has been your and I's top topic over the last couple of weeks, AJ. Yep, Sam, we outlined before the Mississippi State game uh, even began, and we talked about regardless of the fact that they are a um, struggling offense at times and a really good defense, we still needed to focus on the defensive side of the ball because when we play at a high level, on the defensive side of the ball, that's that's when we win games, and that's when we give ourselves chances to win games. And when we don't compete on the defensive side of the ball, we have really struggled this year and have come up on the short end in most of those games. So I'd have to agree with you, Sam. I thought that it was a really good defensive performance from the Kentucky Wildcats. I mean, long stretches of the game where – Mississippi State struggled to score at times. Um, You saw the Kentucky Wildcats be able to force turnovers as well and do some different things. So I thought that they made life very difficult for Mississippi State at times. And what I'd like to do, Sam, is just kind of go back through this game from start to finish a little bit and and then recap it and then give you guys a few of my takeaways from the game. But um, first half, honestly, was... Just kind of, you know, nothing too exciting, I guess you could say. A few things that stuck out to me. First off, the first couple of possessions of the game, I think you saw the activity and the effort from the defense. I mean, what did we have? Four steals early in the game just from active hands on defense and and getting in passing lanes. So to start that way was, was a big jump for the team and to kind of gain that momentum on the defensive side of the ball from the tip. Um, you saw the double team on Tolu Smith in the first half. It started working really well. I mean, coming from the weak side with Chris Livingston and Jacob Toppin and things like that um, really gave him some trouble there in the first half. Um, Kentucky, good start. Nine to five lead after the first TV timeout. And then what you had was um, a kind of a barrage of threes from Mississippi State. I mean, Sam pointed it out. They made six total in the game. Well, three of their first four baskets were threes, and they had five three-pointers in the first half. So that's kind of what kept them around in the first half um, was shooting and making those threes um, because they shot them at a pretty high clip in the first half. Um, And then the the one thing that I wanted to point out on, on Kentucky's side in the first half was, Sam, I still am trying to figure out how it's humanly possible for a Duthiero to jump that high and block the ball before it hits the backboard. I mean, that was that incredible. Was insane. I don't think people understand how freakishly athletic that kid is because 
Seriously. Everybody in the gym thought it was a goaltend, and even on the replay you saw, he just got it before it hit the backboard, and the dude was a foot away from the backboard. Like, he got up there. I was really impressed with his play. I think, Sam, he was asked to play too many minutes because of Cason Wallace's uh, foul trouble the previous game against Georgia. That game against Mississippi State was the sweet spot for a Duthiero to get him in there in spurts, and he can make plays. Got in there in the first half. He even got in the second half with two huge offensive rebounds. So really impressed with with his play in those spurts. And I think John Calipari um, did a really good job of his rotation throughout the game um, with the entire team and just keeping guys fresh and not falling into a situation where you have a guy like Antonio Reeves who just goes ice cold down the stretch because he's so tired like he did at Georgia. Um, so kind of kind of like a ho-hum first half, ho-hum first couple minutes of the second half um, until Oscar, he actually got double teamed down low. He threw an errant pass to Mississippi State. They took it out for a big dunk, uh, took the lead, and then we missed a, sh- a bad shot in the next possession. They run out and, and get a layup and we were we were up by one, and they score those two baskets, and they go up three. And Sam kind of looked like we were in a little bit of an offensive funk there. Couldn't really uh, do much, and it seemed as if Mississippi State was taking the momentum. But my guy, Chris Livingston, this is this is where he comes in because this is the best bat half of basketball this guy's played all season, and his maturation is is something to behold, Sam. We couldn't find it in the second half to start. And this guy, out of nowhere, grabs the ball at the three-point line, runs down the lane like he's freaking LeBron James and tries to tomahawk one-hand jam on a Mississippi State Bulldogs player. And, you know, he doesn't make the the dunk. He gets fouled. He goes to the free-throw line. He sinks both free-throws, Sam. And he's been an unbelievable free-throw shooter this year. And that's why he needs to continue to take it to the basket and not be afraid to get fouled at all ever because he is money from the free throw line, but he makes those two free throws, right? Then very next possession, Mississippi state comes down. He doubles Tolu Smith on the pass, steals it himself, brings it up the court, finds, finds Antonio Reeves throughout the offensive possession on a pass, a swing pass out to the three Reeves drills it. So Kentucky's now five Oh run. They're up two. next offensive possession. Chris Livingston, he gets low post position, boom, layup, 7-0 run for Kentucky. And then a couple possessions later, the dude drills an absolute dagger three from downtown to take Kentucky on a 10-2 run. I mean, Sam, Chris Livingston was our spark that carried us in the beginning of the second half when it looked like we might struggle. And that's a freshman who's stepping up on the road in a must-win game that is just absolutely what you want to see from this guy. And he helped us build a nice a nice lead no there doubt. in the second half with about 10 minutes to play, Sam. We were really playing at a high level on defense in this stretch right here. I mean, Sam, they scored eight points in the first 11 and a half minutes of the second half. We just completely shut down their offense. They could not get good looks, shot clock violations, turnovers, I mean, you name it, the Kentucky Wildcats were were on one defensively at that turn. And we got up 13. We went on an 18-2 run in the second half to go up 13 when Mississippi State called a timeout. 
And then a problem that's plagued us all year plagued us again, and that's fouls, Sam. We're up 13. Mississippi State's next eight points were all free throws. We just kept fouling them. They continued to go to the line and make free throws. Next thing you know, it's about an eight-point game, and then they got hot, Sam. They ended up making uh, seven shots in a row down the stretch and really made this a tough one down down there in that, those last couple minutes. But ultimately, you have to give Kentucky credit. Like you said, Oscar Shibway goes to the line, makes t- three huge free throws down the stretch. The the I love what they did with not allowing – Mississippi State to get off that three-pointer at the end where they just fouled and let him go to the line. The only mistake down the stretch was when Antonio Reeves ended up fouling a Mississippi State player um, when he didn't need to. We were up four. You didn't need to foul. If anything, let him go another two, three seconds and lay the ball in because then there's only two seconds left in the game and you're going to win. But Either way, like you said, Sam, it is not easy to win on the road in the SEC, especially against a team that is in quad one, and Kentucky did it. Sure, they had a chance to run away and hide in that second half, but when you're playing a well-coached, disciplined team like Mississippi State, they're going to find a way to claw their way back in the game, and that's exactly what they did, and Kentucky shut the door on them. And you know, Sam... We struggled with free throws at one point in this season, and to me, from what I've seen, Kentucky is one of the better free throw shooting teams in the entire country. I mean, every position, one through five, there's nobody who can't go to the line at the end of the game and make their free throws, and you know that was a big part of closing that deal out And earlier this season. I don't know if we get that done with the way we're shooting free throws, but the way we're shooting free throws now gives us a chance where if we have a lead at the end of the game... We haul, all we have to do is hold on to the ball, hit the free throws, and walk out of there with the victory. And and that's exactly what we were able to do. I mean, Tolu Smith kind of got his a few issues with them throughout the night, but Sam, they did enough on them. The ball movement on offense, the extra passes from the Kentucky Wildcats. I mean, this offense is really starting to come together. Jacob Toppin is starting to find his stroke from downtown. Antonio Reeves continues to knock down jump shot after jump shot after jump shot. The last thing I wanted to point out, Sam, actually, I'll go two things real quick. One, they threw a lot at us defensively, trapping a 2-3 zone, man-to-man, a 1-3-1, I mean, they went, uh, you know, almost full court pressure on us at times. Like, they did a lot of things defensively, and that's who they are. Like, that says a lot about our offense, where we go on the road against a number four rated defensive efficiency team, and we're able to basically get what we want all night, except for small stretches, and handle the different defenses that they threw at us. So that was that was pretty awesome to see, and that's why I say when our defense elevates and gets to that level, our offense is there, man, and, and it makes for one scary basketball team. And then the last thing I will touch on, Oscar Shibway. Sam, he did a wonderful job. It wasn't all just throwing the ball down to him in the post, and we've talked about that, how we got a little frustrated with why we don't need to every time try to post him up on the low block. We got him the ball at the free throw line, and what did it do? He knocked down his first two jump shots from the free throw line. Then, big man's got to start coming out on him to play him. Oscar can break you down off the dribble 
with a little shot fake. He was able to get to the hoop for layups. He was able to take a dribble and then kick it out to shooters from the Kentucky, for the Kentucky Wildcats. So keep your eye on that action. I really, really like Kentucky doing that in order to get Oscar Shibway the ball instead of being down in the low post. He's got some more room to work with. He's obviously become a much better playmaker throughout the course of the year. That's something even in the offseason, Sam, we talked about. That was one of the number one things he had to get better at this season, passing out of the double team and passing in general. And, I mean, you know, I'm not going to say he's Steve Nash or anything, but he looks pretty dang good passing the ball out of the post, okay? so That he does. Um, a lot of good things here, Sam. A, a lot of really good things here in this victory. Some things to touch up on, but they did enough, and they get the, the, the win in an absolute much must-win opportunity there in Starkville. So that's about all I have, Sam. I don't know if you wanted to add anything else. If not, let's let's move on to the Tennessee Volunteers, but real quick, you got anything else you wanted to add uh, about this game, or you think we about covered it all? So I say let's dive into it, and let's highlight this second-round bout with still a top-ten team in the Tennessee Volunteers coming off of a massive victory against the number one team in the nation in the Alabama Crimson Tide, AJ. Yeah, absolutely, Sam. Um, Tennessee Volunteers, like you said, they are coming off of a massive win at home against the Alabama Crimson Tide. And, you know, it kind of looked like the Tennessee Volunteers had been in a little bit of a rut there um, for the past couple of weeks. Lost a few games, struggled, a few injuries here and there, but really quite a gutsy performance to put together on your home court against the number one team in the nation. So, you know, that that will have them motivated to continue and build upon that win. And they will also, Sam, be looking for revenge as UK went down there to Knoxville just a little over a month ago to grab their first quad one victory of the season. And, you know, Sam, let's look back at that game a little bit. The first matchup between the Kentucky Wildcats and the Tennessee Volunteers. And, The number one thing we talked about going into that game, Sam, if you remembered, was winning the rebounding battle. You have a Tennessee team with a lot of size and physicality and a team who can physically beat you up and wear you down over the course of a game. And that is what they tend to do to a lot of teams around the country. I mean, you saw them do it to the number one team in the country in the Alabama Crimson Tide just a few days ago where they physically imposed their will on that game and just took it away from the tide. So that was the biggest thing we focused on last game, Sam. And I think it's something that is going to translate into this game again. I mean, you look back at that game and Kentucky actually won the rebounding battle against Tennessee 43 to 23. We had 13 offensive rebounds to their four. That's a huge part in that game where we were able to clean up the glass and only allow them to get one possession and one shot while they're on offense and then giving ourselves multiple opportunities to be able to get second chance points on offense, which is going to go a long way and should again in this game because you look at this Tennessee Volunteers team, Sam, and they are a lot like Mississippi State, right? 
very, very disciplined and tough defensively. Yet, we're going to need to focus on our defense again, Sam. That's what we focused on in the Mississippi State game. I think that's what we need to focus on here. Defensively, we need to have that that increased, heightened sense of urgency and a willingness to fight. That word you talked about, Sam. Kentucky did an awesome job against Mississippi State fighting through screens, fighting through contact, forcing the other team into bad shots. It's exactly what you need to do against this Tennessee team. Have to force them into bad shots, Sam. The other thing about that game, when you look back the first matchup, Kentucky had one particular approach, and it worked defensively. And that was, we're not going to double-team Plavsic. We're going to let him go to work down in the post. And boy, did he ever. I think he finished with like 19 points, maybe missed one or two shots the entire night. But their twos weren't enough to end up being enough in the end to beat us. So when you look at this matchup, Sam, do you think it's a lot of the same as what we saw in the first matchup and it's the same keys to victory for the Kentucky Wildcats? Or do you think that this matchup might be a little bit different? Have you seen anything from Tennessee in the last month that gives you some concern where they might be able to have some better success against the Kentucky Wildcats than, than what we saw just a little bit over a month ago. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you kind of gave us a flashback to that first matchup down in Knoxville, Tennessee, AJ. But I think a lot of what we did well in that first matchup still translate to the team we're, we're going to be facing up against this Saturday, AJ. I mean, truthfully, you know, Tennessee is an elite defensive presence. However, there are times where they, they struggle to find baskets offensively, AJ. I think our main focus needs to continue to be around our defensive presence, our awareness, our energy, and overall effort on the defensive end, AJ. Because truthfully, despite Tennessee's defensive presence, I still think what we're able to package together gives us enough good looks. I'm more concerned about our defensive presence. You know, last time we faced off against Tennessee, what they were able to do well, AJ, is get paint touches and score down low. They, they scored 36 points in the paint. And if you remember correctly, AJ, they really f- struggled to finish around the baskets. Kai Ziegler, if I'm not mistaken, AJ, missed they had two like or three They had like wide six or seven layups. missed layups in that game. Exactly. And that truthfully, AJ, you know, that that played in our favor to ultimately getting out of Knoxville with a W. However, you can never, ever, ever bank on the fact that the team you're going up against is an opponent that's going to miss layups. I, I mean, they realistically were getting good looks down low with their paint touches. Scoring 36 points in the paint is a lot, AJ, and that could have nearly been in the 40s had they been able to finish a couple more layups around the rim. So, truthfully, I think that's why I have such an emphasis on our defensive presence, AJ. We've got to pack the paint again. I mean, we kind of challenge them to say, okay, hey, Plastic is is going to get single-teamed. And I'll be interested to see if we do a little more of what we did against Toulouse-Smith and Mississippi State and for, you know, have opportunities to come off the weak side with Chris Livingston and provide a double team just to see how he responds. But I will say most likely are going to start the game and it's going to be a feel out process and see how single team coverage goes. But 
we're going to need to pack the paint much like we did against Mississippi State and try to make them to beat us from perimeter shooting, whether that be from three-point range or settling for tough twos. But this is a team that has struggled to shoot the ball traditionally, AJ. And although they have a couple of guys like Viscovi that can really shoot the lights out of the gym, that's all a mere scouting report and making sure that we understand where our matchups are, who you can go under screens, and who, as you allude to, AJ, you've got to be tough and fight through screens. Because, look, Tennessee's a very physical team, both offensively and defensively, AJ. But they're going to make you fight defensively to get through screens and stay with your man. They run a lot of action, a lot of off-ball screens. And it's going to be on Kentucky to do a lot of what they did in our last matchup against the Tennessee Volunteers and show that toughness. If you remember correctly, AJ, when we played Tennessee last time, it was our first game having to play without Severe Wheeler. I'm hoping that this is not another matchup we have to go without Severe Wheeler. Adu Tiro, I'm glad you gave him his flowers from his previous performance against Mississippi State. However, AJ, I think we desperately need Severe Wheeler back in our lineup on Saturday afternoon to give Cason Wallace an opportunity to be a little more productive on the offensive end, AJ. You can tell that he's not being able to be as aggressive offensively because he is doing everything for this team in playing ample minutes. Despite, you know, maybe some fatigue settling in, he still had 11 assists last game, AJ. So I have no lack of confidence in what he's able to do and produce for us. But I I will say, AJ, last time we had C.J. Frederick actually step up against Tennessee and produce for us offensively with 13 points, going four for 11 and knocking down three three three-pointers. Given the condition that most likely C.J. Frederick will not be able to go against Tennessee, we're going to have to have some other guys pick up that productivity. I look to Cason Wallace to be able to do that, especially if Severe is able to come off the bench, AJ. But overall, totally agree with you. It starts with the defensive effort. And most critically, I, I honestly can say it's the same thing that we had to preach over and over for that Mississippi State game, AJ, is rebounding. You already highlighted it, but we absolutely dominated Tennessee on the glass and is large in part while we were able to escape in Knoxville with the WHA. I mean, when we're talking about second chance points just because of our offensive presence and the way we were able to rebound, you know, 12 to 4, AJ, that's a huge margin that was able to help us get that victory. And overall rebounding, I mean, 43 to 23, AJ, if we're able to dominate the glass again like that, I have full confidence that that means we are locked in defensively, we're making them settle for tough jump shots, and we're doing the most important part of finishing a possession, which is rebounding basketball, AJ, like our lives depended on it. Clearly, they tuned into our podcast, AJ, and they realized, hey, that's $10,000 coming off the glass. I got to go with that because I'm going to buy myself a new pair of kicks or what have you, AJ. So I'm telling you, whatever they envisioned last time against Mississippi State, they got to do the exact same thing against the Tennessee Volunteers on Saturday because rebounding is going to play critically into making sure that they are not winning the second chance battles and hopefully, AJ, we're able to pack it in a little better defensively and not allow so many easy looks around the rim and hopefully close that margin as far as points in the paint. I don't honestly think the style of play that we have offensively, AJ, bodes for the Kentucky Wildcats to often win that margin. 
So I'm not necessarily saying look for the Kentucky Wildcats to win the points in the paint battle. However, we need to close that gap. We cannot have them up near the 40s range and us in the 20s, AJ. Got to close that margin, and that should bode well for the Kentucky Wildcats to get a critical quad one win at home in front of, I would have to imagine, AJ, arguably one of the best home crowds the Kentucky Wildcats will have on their side this entire season. I would say it's going to be a Kansas-esque type atmosphere, and I, for one, am extremely excited to be in attendance because I know Rupp Arena is going to be rocking, AJ. But for you, do you think we need to make major adjustments defensively on how we package against Tennessee or do you think, like I was kind of hinting at, it's a lot of pullover from our previous matchup? I mean, let's be honest, AJ. This is a Tennessee team that since the loss to the Kentucky Wildcats has really obtained some impressive wins in a very strong stretch. I know they've lost a couple as of late, but they bounce right back and they get that massive win over Alabama. So you tell me, AJ, what does Kentucky have to do to be able to walk out of Rupp Arena with a massive W? Yeah, Sam, I don't I don't think there's some massive adjustments that you need to be making. I think this is this is the same game that you just played a month ago. You know what you're walking into. You're walking into a game where nine times out of ten, the team that's more physical and decides that they want it more is the one that's gonna win the game, honestly. And that's the mentality that the Kentucky Wildcats need to come into this game with. It's the same mentality. You heard Coach Calipari talk about it at nauseum leading up to the Mississippi State game, but it's a refuse to lose, Sam. And that's exactly what it needs to be, is a complete team buy-in on that idea of refusing to lose the game. You saw it last game with the guys diving on the floor and going after loose balls and battling down low for position on box outs and coming up with huge offensive rebounds when we were struggling to hit jump shots at times and stuff like that. So I think that is really what this game is all about, Sam. It's a willingness to compete and to fight because the more and more I watch our offense, Sam, we are doing a lot of good things. We are getting good shot opportunities against even the best defensive teams around the country. So if you can, like I said earlier, if you can just marry that with the same intensity on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, Sam, the Kentucky Wildcats are a very, very hard to team team to take down when they do that, because when they do that, that means that they're dominating on the rebounding margin they're hitting free throws and being aggressive going to the, you know, on offense. And then in late game situations, you know, we've found ways to win all different sorts of ways. So it's really all about that defensive performance. And I know Tennessee has struggled at times, but they can find success on offense because of the way that they are physical and they will take it to the basket, Sam. And, so I think we need to tighten up a few things from last game, sure, because we, like we talked about, they had some open looks that just didn't go down. But at the same time, there's nothing massive that you need to change. I think you need to take what you did last game, take some of the good stuff that you did against Mississippi State and the way the mentality and the way that you fought, kind of marry those two together 
And if you can do that, then you should have an opportunity to win this game. I mean, you said it, Sam. Lexington will be rocking on Saturday. Even in a season where at times it has looked a little bit doom and gloom, right? We have an opportunity to sweep the Tennessee Volunteers who are a top 10 team in the country. So if that's what a down year looks like at Kentucky, then sign me up any day of the week because we have a massive opportunity in front of us right now, Sam, and I'll just beat it into the ground. It's all about the defensive effort. The only thing, only thing that I am even concerned about on the offensive side of the ball the one thing that Tennessee Volunteers do better than any team in the country outside of the Houston Cougars, they pressure you on the ball like no team in college basketball, Sam. You, if you watch their game against Alabama, they forced Alabama to start their half-court offense as soon as they got over half-court, like as soon as they did. Alabama's guards turned the ball over 40 feet from the basket, maybe 10 times that game. And that's what Tennessee can do to you. They can completely take you out of your offensive rhythm. And then what happens is when your offensive rhythm goes, you stop locking in on defense because you're worried about the way you're playing on offense. So that is the one thing. You have to play through the contact and play through the physicality that Tennessee is going to come after you with. They're going to get up on our guards So we need to protect the basketball, not have some of those sloppy open court turnovers where they steal it, pick it up, throw it up to the guy, and he dunks it within three seconds. Because it happened a few times against Mississippi State too, Sam. So that is the one thing on offense that I am looking at in this game is continuing to handle that constant ball pressure that you're going to see all night. And then I'd love to see some more of what Oscar Shibway did last game. Let's get him the ball in different areas of the court on offense and allow him to operate. It can't always be throw the ball to him in the low post. Most of his defenders that are going to be guarding him are taller than him. And he's good at finding the angles and getting up under them to get his shots up. But he gets a lot of them blocked too. And so I think getting him the ball near the free throw line and letting him operate from that area is another way in which Kentucky can find success on offense. So, you know, we'll see what's going on with C.J. Frederick. Like you said, last game we played Tennessee, Sam. He had 13 points in that game, hit a big three in the second half, really had a good first half, being physical, taking it to the basket, hitting some open shots. Also very interesting dynamic how that was the first game where we didn't have Severe Wheeler and we had to step up and, you know, whether he's back or not on Saturday, it remains to be seen. He's still in a, in a walking boot. So, you know, I, I think he's definitely planning on trying to come back before the end of the season. Um, we'll see if it's Saturday, but regardless of whether he plays or not, we have to have that same mentality of, you know, us against the world, Sam, like nobody believes in us. And you think because we're missing this guy and that guy that we can't do this. And that's kind of the, the little bit of the, like the junkyard dog. I want to come out in the Kentucky Wildcats in this game a little bit. And I think if they can, can hold that competitive edge over the Tennessee volunteers, then we will give ourselves an opportunity to win this basketball game, but do not think it will be easy. This is going to be 
your classic SEC backyard brawl. And I, for one, cannot wait. I know you can't wait, Sam, because you will be there in attendance driving from Chicago. I love it. How many games you been to now this year coming from Chicago, Sam? Shoot, AJ, I think this is going to be uh, number number five for me, I think, okay. this year, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I just wanted to point that out because, folks, Sam is in the car. He's got his Wi-Fi hotspot going. He's got his microphone in his cup holder. He is recording this while being responsible on the road as well and paying attention. But this man can do it all. He is dedicated to his Kentucky Wildcats, as am I. Sam, anything else you wanted to touch on when it comes to the Tennessee Volunteers in this game? Or if not, we'll wrap it up and we'll get out of here and I'll let you get back to your drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, this was not going to be a game that I, I was going to miss. So I'm extremely excited for the opportunity to be in Lexington this weekend. But yeah, man, I mean, you, you hinted at a, a couple of things there that I'll, I'll just close this out with. But you know, last time we played Tennessee, AJ, we actually had 19 turnovers. So um, really critical opportunity for the Kentucky Wildcats. You mentioned their ball pressure. They get after you as soon as you step over half court. So really something we need to hone in on and take care of the basketball. And with that being said, AJ, despite the 19 turnovers, the Kentucky Wildcats did a phenomenal job of defending in transition. Tennessee only finished with two fast break points, AJ, despite our 19 turnovers. So really something that we have to be mindful of that, hey, take care of the basketball, but we have to fight our way back and we cannot allow easy transition baskets because this is a team that can show signs, like I already mentioned, of offensive woes. So don't make it any easier for them by allowing quick, easy transition baskets. And then the last thing I'll say, AJ, you kind of hinted at it, but last time we played Tennessee, AJ, we went to the line for 25 free throws, knocking down 22 of them at an 88% clip, AJ, and they only went 7 for 10 for a 70% clip. That is a sign of toughness and who was the aggressor in that game. We need to be the aggressor yet again. Do not settle early. Show that you are going to impose your will and you are going to be the more physical basketball team this Saturday on our home court and get downhill. I mean, what Chris was able to do that second half, AJ, he was getting to the basket. Then he was letting his jumper feel from his ability to see a couple go in from the free throw line, AJ. I love that mentality for the Kentucky Wildcats this Saturday, but that is truly a massive margin that helped us get that victory down in Knoxville, Tennessee, AJ. So I love that you brought that up. But other than that, AJ, I mean, you said it. It's going to be a absolute bout in Lexington, in Rupp Arena, AJ, where we are going to have to trade blows. Stay calm, cool, and collected. But I love that mentality that you brought up. It's next man up, and everyone has to contribute. I don't even care if you don't get in the game, AJ. Bring the energy bring the fight and the mentality. And I truly believe that we can sweep the Tennessee volunteers this year, AJ, and get a critical win, but I'm fired up, AJ. I know you are too. Cannot wait for Saturday afternoon. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. There's no way you can beat the Tennessee volunteers without coming into the game with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder and an eagerness to get down and dirty and roll around in the mud with them and 
Should be a great one on Saturday, Sam. Can't wait. I appreciate your time tonight. Um, even doing this in your car and, and getting this done so we can get this out to everybody. So thank you again for doing that. Have fun at the game this weekend. We will reconvene on Monday. We will be back to talk about the Kentucky's game against Tennessee Volunteers, and then we will get you guys ready as the Wildcats have a game again next Wednesday night as they travel down to Florida, I believe, right? We're going to play the Gators next Wednesday. So we'll be back on Monday to reconvene with you all, but hope you all have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Just a quick reminder before we do get out of here, you guys can all go on to alloutkentuckypodcast.com. You can find our previews, recaps of all the games, our episodes there, and a few fun articles to read as well. Follow us on social media at AO Kentucky Pod, or you can follow Sam and I on Twitter as well. Sam, have a great night, have a great weekend, and go Cats. See y'all. There's only one thing left to say. Oh, C-A-T-S, Cats, Cats, Cats.